I think this upcoming NWA, uh, the, the power live January 31st, going from Knoxville, Tennessee, all kinds of things are going to happen. I'm getting married to, of course, the lovely, talented uh, Mae Valentine. And uh, you know what? I'm just feeling ready. I'm getting myself in the best shape. OK, I'm, I'm tanning, as you can see. I have uh, I'm going through an extensive. It's like Rocky uh, from Rocky Four when he went to uh, the USSR and trained in Siberia and everything. I am here in Canada, up in the Georgian Bay, just, you know, doing it like I uh, like I do and getting ready for the 31st. I, I think you're doing everything you can possibly do uh, to get ready for that. Um, before we maybe talk about this wedding, I want to go back a little bit. Uh, fans might remember you uh, as Aaron Rex were part of mm -hmm. another infamous wedding. Uh, some yes. might... Some some oh. might say it is one of the one of the best weddings in wrestling history. It was uh, Braxton Sutter and Allie, uh, who weren't originally supposed to get married, but uh, it was Laurel Van Ness and Braxton. But you had got a hand in that. You know what? I was uh, I was heavily involved because see, at that point in my career, I was spending a lot of time in the makeup chair. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, you know, having to, to mat down on the, because I was, I was doing a, a gimmick that was very much inspired by, of course, one of the greatest entertainers of our time, or any time for that matter, Liberace. And uh, so again, the whole Mr. Showmanship thing, and I was there and I had my assistant Spud, and uh, we just got caught up in the moment. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm a very emotional person, and as a performer sometimes, you know, that, that line gets blurred quite a bit, and um, I, I just lost it. I, I just, uh, you know, I was overcome with emotion. And uh, and yes, I cried, okay? I was crying uncontrollably for those that did not see the wedding. But like you said, one of the best wedding, weddings in wrestling history, and there's a reason for it. It's because everyone did their part. You know what I mean? Everyone in wrestling, it's such a, it, it, like, impact, it's, it's so weird, right? So my time at impact was nothing but positive. And it's, it's very interesting because, like, there was just people on the same page wanting to make good TV. Mm. And, uh, and I think, you know, er everyone involved in that segment, it's been um, just great. Like it, it's been amazing. And, uh, and, and to see like where their careers have gone and, uh, and again, but collectively just being on the same page and, and working for the best segment was great. And I think that's just a testament to all those performers in there. Was that, I know the inspiration for the character, but was that before the movie came out, the Behind the Candelabra? Was no, that, no. It was after? I try to learn as much as I can about, you know, any thing. And, um, yeah, so that's just kind of like, that was one of the, one of the research. I mean, that, and then, the, of course, the Liberace show, which, this is brilliant. He, was, he would open. This is right when television was becoming a thing, right? So, like, Never mind, like, cell phones or anything. Like, this is when, like, a TV was, like, just becoming in every home. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, so it was, it was, like, this form of media that no one had ever really experienced before. Then you had the news, right? The news and wrestling. Re so wrestlers was one of the first TV stars ever. There's a little tidbit of information. But then all of a sudden, here comes Liberace, right? And he plays the piano. And he's got the rings and he's got the candelabra. But then he would talk to the camera and he would wink. And when he would wink at the camera, people were like, like they said, like women used to write him saying, oh, my God, Liberace winked at me. And like, because it was literally they'd never been used to like this form of media consumption to where you're engaging like sight in this little box thing. Right. Like we mm -hmm. can go to plays and things like that. But, you know, this is crazy. 
And then when, you know, the, the wink and, uh, and people would just fall. So he was such a showman and really was one of the first people to use television uh, as just a form of advertising for himself. And, that, and that's what he did. So that's, again, I think that kind of a persona goes so well with pro wrestling to where, you know what I mean? You just take it to the top so much that you become, you know, your own thing, like your own planet, more or less. And um, I, I think that's kind of, again, something that like in wrestling, it's just, it's, just, it, it's a can't, can't go wrong situation. That was that wedding, obviously, that had its own issues as far as things falling apart. We had a completely different couple get married. This time you're the one getting married. So what precautions are you taking to make sure things go out, go off without a hitch? No, nobody's showing up drunk to the ceremony. Nobody's fighting. How how do you make sure everything goes according to plan? Well, listen, this is a monumental event. Okay. This is one of the biggest events, not only in my life, but in my friends and family. Okay. I mean, so this is, it's Knoxville, Tennessee. NWA, don't get no bigger than that. We are going to have, I mean, I, I've reached out to people, several politicians. Haven't heard back from them, but that's okay. But I, I wanted, you know, security. I wanted the police to have security. Well, I don't think we're going to have that. You know, and I wanted an escort. But, but look, I, I am the manager of, in my opinion, the most devastating high-impact tag team in pro wrestling today, and I'm talking about BFT, Blunt Force Trauma, and if you don't know, now you do. So look them up and uh, and see what's up. Because Blunt Force Trauma, okay, th th this is a combination of, of experience, of youth, and it's the prime of their careers. And it's just like steering a runaway freight train, <clears throat> but you know what? It's going in the right direction. And uh, so... If anything goes wrong at the wedding, I have my friends, <coughs> excuse me, to back it up. And then, of course, you know, the official, <coughs> I assume the, the honorable, as we were saying, Sam T. No will be coming. Um, dear friend of mine, dear, dear friend of mine, that's all I'm saying. I stay at his house all the time. By the way, did I mention I am at um, Anthony Corelli? Otherwise known as Santino Morella and otherwise known as, you know, whoever. But uh, this is his personal gym right now. So, again, I'm here working out, getting ready for this wedding. And, uh, you know, all I'm saying is, hey, the Honorable Sam Tino, the man is licensed. The man is legally able to perform the ceremony. And, uh, and it's going to be something. So, you know what? Watch it. It's on YouTube. It's live. And you never know what's going to happen. One other big event in your career actually took place last year your your swan song every uh, year is a big event with me i don't know there's always something uh, okay this was this was the one on my mind but uh, okay yeah. you you left wrestling mm -hmm. uh a few years ago you came back and then this was your swan song and i mean some of it some of it felt like real life but also you know maybe there was a thought that this was an angle and I know you've wrestled a few matches since then, but do you feel like you'll ever actually retire? Like use that word? Well, no, man. You, never, you haven't I, used it the other times. Again, I say it all the time, right? I don't get retired. I get rewired, right? And I mean, look, it's obviously a good thing to have me around the wrestling business. It's obviously a good thing to have me around the NWA. 
Someone has to make some sense of everything. Someone has to steer the ship, okay? Someone has to take the most devastating tag team, Blunt Force Drama, to the NWA tag team titles and revamp tag team wrestling as we know it. You see, again, here's just a little plug, and then I'm going to get back into this, but the NWA, we're approaching wrestling from a way that it used to be approached in the 80s and 90s in particular. And it is the new school athleticism, the moves, the drama, but we create characters, we create personalities that when you watch the NWA, and I, and I say this, if, if you watch anything we've done, especially like the, the first two or three seasons of NWA Power, you know, again, Jeff Jarrett, I've always had pleasant interactions with him, but I'm not like super close with him, but this is just an objective thing. That tag match with Jeff Jarrett, he had uh, an AEW a couple weeks ago when he was in a tag match. Mm -hmm. You cannot deny the, the Jeff Jarrett, how he's able to just take a crowd and manipulate the crowd. And I don't mean that in a malicious way. I mean, as a performer, mm -hmm. you are able to let your guard down enough and say, this is the best thing for the match. And if you do that, the audience will let their guard down enough to emotionally invest in it. And, and if you're out there and, and everyone's just trying to look good and get their moves in and, and it, it doesn't make sense. And you know what? It, it's great to watch the athleticism, but tell me a story, you know, and there are some there are some people in AEW, men and women who are over and who are doing great stuff. You know what I mean? And, you know, there are in WWE. Right. Right. But again, consistency across the board, consistency in booking. You know what I mean? How do you tell a story? You know, let's all have fun. Let's take the audience on a on a three month journey, right? On on whatever storyline is, or a six month journey, or a year journey. You know what I mean? And let's just let's do that. Like so, that's why when I say the tomato soup and grilled cheese of uh, of wrestling, that's what it is. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. We're going to be live January thirty first on Power. There's going to be all kinds of wrestling matches, but mostly you're going to get to see me in a tuxedo. Um, I am getting married to the lovely and talented Maid Valentine. And uh, again, officiated by the Honorable Sam T. No. Do the math. Uh, I have a couple more questions for you, but real quick, uh, you're talking about long-term storytelling. Uh, uh -huh. if, if we can bring things uh, kind of full circle a little bit, th this story, this love story between yourself and May, that's been going on for yep. several months. It started uh, last summer, I believe. It's mm -hmm. not a if not late spring, but, uh, one question, uh, I did want to ask, uh, you're talking about WWE a little bit, uh, money in the bank, 2013, mm -hmm. uh, has special meaning for you. You, you won the match, but it was also, uh, really the first time that a, a crowd got behind Cody Rhodes in a big way. Uh, I talked to him not too long ago and he said that, you know, it was one of his favorite Philadelphia sports memories, just because of the way that the crowd uh, reacted to you guys in the match. It, uh, it, do you have any, any favorite memories on, on that match or, you know, just I, and I will say like circle with WWE, he, like wrestling, sports entertainment. Sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wrestling. So not just his own personal career, but like wrestling in general. Uh, right? I think, he, I think he meant more along his own line. Okay. His own career, but I would argue that that match could easily kind of stand in there for both. And, and by the way, it's in my personal favorites too. Mm. Um, 
Philly, bottom line, they are a very, very tough crowd, but they're awesome. And here's the thing. If you if you know how to do this, right, whether it's like really, really good at it's Southern Memphis, Tennessee style, and you can do it and look believable, Philly will get with it. If you can do lucha and tell stories like we do in North America, right? And like like Ray like Ray Mysterio, right? Philly's gonna get with it, right? If you're good at this, Philly gives you love, but they don't they don't just hand that that out. You know what I mean? They're very, very different. And and, and out of all the, the major cities, Philly's the one where it's like, okay, here we go. Um Bottom line, we had, I think it was seven people in that match. Everyone worked selflessly. Like, okay, the briefcase was going in my hands. Fine. What what picture do we paint? Doesn't mean anything. <clears throat> if I grab that briefcase, it, it doesn't mean anything if the crowd isn't cheering Cody. Oh, by the way, we came to the ring together because we were a tag team at the time. You know what I mean? So look, we have to make Cody. We all structured everything. We need to do it. And and the thing is, we did it and it was just awesome. And and um like that that was one of those ones that I think like that match to this day, um, it stands the test of time. And that was everyone working together with it. So yeah, that's that's my memory of that. Uh you, you hear it often enough, New York. You know, if you can win over the crowd there, you know, that's the litmus test. But I really feel like Philly, it's it's well, the garden. Yes, specifically MSG. But I feel like Philadelphia is a little more cut and dry. You either have them or you don't. Yeah, like like and and again, like, don't get me wrong, like Barclays, Brooklyn, uh uh, like Long Island, you know what I mean? Like, no, Northeast is the Northeast, right? You know, your Boston Mm. fans are, you know, they're they're up to they're you know what I mean? They're they're rowdy. Um, mm-hmm. You know the garden again. If you can get over in the garden, you can get over anywhere. And um, so that's that's kind of the um, the whole deal. Alex Hammerstone is a guy that I, I just heard talking about it, where he debuted in front of a Philly crowd, and he was like, mm-hmm. you know, they were kind of like, we're not we're not going to give this to you. You got to earn it. And it's like if you yep. can do it, and you do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Final question. Final question for you. You've played a lot of various characters gimmicks over the years uh, over the course of this promo i have exactly we've yeah. talked about several of them uh if you had to pick one match or a moment uh may, I'm, maybe it's the money in the bank one but i'm hoping maybe a different answer but any match that stands out as one that you really felt like you were a complete wrestler or really you know just showed here's who i want the fans to hook on to and they really just you know it was like a complete match um, again, you know, I, I'm going to give you a, uh, a very simple answer to that question. Um, and I say simple in my terms, so it'll probably be like about a minute or two diatribe, but, um, to me, like when, when you say complete wrestler, right. Um, to me, a complete wrestler is when my music hits before they see me, they're standing up, they're making noise. You know what I mean? They're letting people know. That is a complete wrestler simply because you have the fan investment. I have had matches like wrestling matches, right? 
um, where because I was already a complete wrestler and that fans had invested in me, you know, when Hallelujah hit, they started booing, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'll take Cody and I, this was right after Money in the Bank. We were in Durban, South Africa at an outdoor stadium. And we ended up doing the tag thing, but then we got in a fight and started broke down. We wrestled for like, it was like 48 or 49 minutes. So we were like the, almost the entire second half of the show. And it was the main event. But like that, just, I, I would say absolutely. And that was just like that. I always equated that one to us. It was like Brett and Davy Boy in Wembley Stadium. Cause it was like that outdoor feel. And it was, and it was just like, we were just going and it was, man, I, I like, yeah, that was, that was good. Um, also, like the, the thing is, had I not been a complete wrestler, that match wouldn't have been what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like, I, I guess there are situations like that. Yeah. Um, but again, I was pretty proud of Money in the Bank. I was pretty proud of what I did with Cena um, on the, um, you know, we had that three segment match and everything. Look, it didn't turn out the way I wanted to, but shit, mission accomplished. You know what I mean? So I, I always look at this from a performance standpoint. And, um, and I can always say, like, I think I put everything I had into every performance I did, even if I did not want to do it. And the fans always respected me and gave me what they had. And that, that is, that's kind of that relationship we have, I think, where I can kind of, I, I think into most arenas, if I walk in, like, if you're familiar with me, like, they'll be like, all right, well, who knows what we're going to get, but we're going to get something. You know what I mean? We're going to leave so entertained. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna leave entertained. Bottom line, uh, yeah. I, I, uh, there, there's no right answer with that. It's just always fun to pick people's brains. Maybe yeah. it's, maybe yeah. it's not a match. Maybe it's a moment. Maybe it's something yeah. that happened behind the scenes. So mm-hmm. we do mm-hmm. a watch list. But uh, we're looking forward to the next big moment you have, January 31st, live NWA Power. Uh, Congratulations in advance. It's going to be one to watch. Check it out on YouTube. And thanks for your time this afternoon. Hey, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, bro. Likewise. Right.